Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devils postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX and receive $150 in free bets when you place just $1 on any football game this week. I'm joined with the play-by-play man himself of Cal Baptist, if I'm uh, not mistaken, Braden Bell. Braden, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing, Shane? Thanks for having Good. me on. It was last minute, but hey, I'm yeah. happy to be here. Yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, pretty uh, pretty uh, different game um, than last week for sure. Um, there weren't as many hankies flying around. No. Um, a lot of different uh, play calling, uh, some weird stuff uh, that we pulled out of the bag, or that Herm pulled out of the bag, rather. Um, and yeah, I thought it was a, a overall pretty pretty fun game to watch. It was needed. And, and first off, we were just talking before we started this live, and, and you said only seven penalties for 90 yards. Mm-hmm. Still not great, but when no. your standards are so high, I, it did seem a lot better. And yeah, it, I think overall, of course, it kind of got a little hairy at the beginning of that second half when Colorado scored to make it 14-10. But mm-hmm. from then on, I was really impressed with Arizona State. And really for the first time all year, that second half, besides that opening drive, I thought they kind of got things clicking on both sides of the ball for the first time we'd seen really all year. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the start of the game, the, the I, I think this uh, Colorado slow start really helped the Devils gain some confidence. Um the penalties, they just kill, man. There were so many at the start for this Colorado team. Some dumb ones, too, like the hit to the head on Jaden, where it was basically a punch that was called on a third yeah. down, I believe. It's 15 more yards. Um, but, yeah, the, they, they kind of got their swagger early. They lost a little in the second quarter. Um, and I think, uh, aside from the injury, I hope he's okay, but Darian Beller just looks like one of the best linebackers in all of college football right now. He's yeah, flies all around the field. Total leader. Total yeah. leader, and, and he's like that key, that key cog on the defense. And the defensive line looked pretty good tonight as well. I was really impressed with how they were able to, uh, you know, stuff up the run. I, there were only forty-four rushing attempts. They got one hundred eighty-three yards, and a lot of those are in the second half. But especially that first half, I mean, Colorado could barely get out of their own backfield. So really impressed with that. You mentioned Darian Butler, of course. He's such a leader. And then in the secondary as well, I was really impressed uh, in terms of. Obviously, a ton of experienced guys back there, but they finally showed out, I think, as well uh, for the first time all year in terms of a really solid game all around. And, and of course, it's Colorado and their offense is terrible, but you got to take what you can get. And especially after a game like last week, any anything positive needs to be appreciated. For sure. The uh, uh, and I think the star of today's game was Rashad White. He is 
there's a reason why Mel Kuyper has him, I think, four in his running back list for uh, the upcoming draft. He just has that vision, and he's so patient. We saw it on the um, the double pass from Pearsall uh, near the end of the game when he caught it, ran for, for about 15 yards, and then kind of waited patiently for the blocking to develop. Um, and we had some great blocking – or they had some great blocking downfield today. Um, and, yeah, he just has great vision, and he, he's having fun out there. I mean, the hurdle um, on their second-to-last drive was just electric. I, I, I lost my mind. It looked like Manny Wilkins. Yeah, yeah. It, it literally looked like a throwback to Manny Wilkins. But, yeah, you're totally right. And I'm so excited. Hopefully they get trip, Chip Trainum back um, for, mm-hmm. for next weekend against UCLA because we haven't really yet to see all three backs with Nagata, um, yep. Trainum, and White together. And I think if you can kind of make that a three-headed monster, it, it could be really difficult to defend that along with Jaden, who, of course, can run so well. Yeah, definitely. Um, as you said, Trainum still uh, – I think he's still in the boot. Uh, and then uh, Chase Lucas wasn't available again today, still dealing with dealing with some head stuff. But I thought Jack Jones played a hell of a game. Um, yeah. The whole secondary in general stepped up. The linebacker core was great. Um, and again, uh, it's Colorado. Their offense doesn't score very <laughs> many points. But um, I did like I, I liked what I saw for sure tonight from the defense. What's the over under on the amount of times we say it's Colorado to try to reel <laughs> things back in? It's already twice. So. Yeah, I'd say five and a half. I think that's what the odds maker said it at. <laughs> Yeah, um, which is fair, but hey, a win is a win, yeah. man. Whatever. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's talk uh, before we get completely into it. Let's talk about um, the other Pac-12 games uh, today. Uh, is that Washington game finished yet? Um, Washington game's over. Yep. Yep. Overtime. Washington won. Wow. Um, yeah, that that was an interesting one. The Oregon State beating of USC right now is uh, pretty hilarious, and uh, Arizona tried their hardest, but. Um, I think Oregon's going to actually end up covering in that game. Fourth quarter, Arizona's – actually, I don't know. Arizona's ball, what was it, 28 and a half? Yeah. They're yeah. down by uh, 22. Yeah, 22. Um, so probably not. But yeah, they, 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 uh, Oregon took a punch early. And um, uh, Arizona kind of wants to tell the world, like, hey, we, are, we still know how to play football um, somewhat. Uh, so, so good on them um, for, for coming out and playing in the first half. Uh, they covered the 17 and a half spread um, that they were uh, underdogs for um, in the first half. Um, but yeah, uh, that game is pretty much over. Utah beats Washington State 24-13. UCLA um, beats Stanford 35-24. Um, as we mentioned, Washington won that game, and then ASU wraps it up at night. Uh, I really hope we get a uh, we get to watch a Arizona State uh, day game soon. I hope the UCLA yeah. game is slated to the day. No, it's already been. It's a seven thirty. Oh, it already got picked. Oh yep. man. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, and then the Stanford one also uh, is going to be late too. So Utah's our next opportunity in like three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see the second quarter. Um, I saw a couple things that I didn't like. Uh, Brendan Lewis was able to get free. There, the the contain on the quarterbacks is still a little bit of an issue. Um, yeah. which is weird because of how talented and how fast these linebackers and corners fly around on this field. Um, but then they gifted us that uh, weird quarterback power run on third and one. Um, that ended up in a field goal that was blocked by Jack Jones. Um, and, uh, yeah, the a lot, a lot of what happened on the um, Colorado side of the ball tonight was mostly Colorado's fault, I'd say. Uh, yeah. ASU was able to force, um, force their hand in a lot of weird calls, but – yeah, again, it's it's Colorado. <laughs> there was three. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. And 
That's a big time concern. Obviously, Jaron Hall last week was it was a big issue running. He's a big threat with that. Didn't mm-hmm. really expect to see it from Colorado, but I mean, I don't I don't know if we're already looking forward to next week. But you got DTR, and and obviously their running attack is very very balanced, yep. similar to ASU. And if you can't contain, you know, a a non running quarterback in Colorado for quite a bit of that third quarter, especially in second quarter as well, mm-hmm. DTR has the ability to run all over you for 60 minutes. So that's yeah. definitely going to be a problem. Yeah. The one thing that I don't think ASU's really faced yet is a team that can wear them down on the run or in the run game. Um, because when, when a team does that to you, it's not only defeating uh, when you're giving up a bunch of yards, which we saw tonight from this ASU team a little bit on a couple drives, but it also is just, it gasses you. And I don't know how much depth this ASU team really has to, to uh, d- dig into, um, so it'll be interesting to see a true test like a Utah team or, um, as you said, uh, the UCLA team. Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited to see um, what they what they can do with that, because the, the opponents they faced this year so far, they, they're all kind of the same. It's like the, there's not really a huge threat yeah. at quarterback. Um, they hurt themselves. Um Aside from the BYU quarterback who played pretty much out of his mind, but yeah, he he, he yeah, I, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested to see what what the, what's going to look like next week. I I, I want to say this, and I guess it's you know everyone always circles that next game is the biggest game. It's like coach speak, but based on what you just said, I totally agree in terms of physicality. You haven't really faced like a really physical team yet, and I know UCLA isn't normally that physical team, especially in years past. This year they are. I mean, if you think back, like they took it to LSU, and mind you, LSU is not Joe Burrow LSU right now, but it's still an SEC team. I thought they were more physical than them. Today, watching that game against Stanford, they were definitely more physical than Stanford, who's always one of the toughest teams in the conference. So you have UCLA, who's proven they're physical this year. Stanford Mm -hmm. is Stanford. Then you have Utah. So I I think kind of the tone of the rest of this year, it's kind of a team that still kind of seems like they're searching for their identity a little bit, um, haven't really fully – you know, taking that spot that everyone thought they'd have in terms of their preseason predictions. If you can, if you can take care of, of two of these th- next three games, or, or obviously, hopefully, potentially all three, that can really set you on a path to potentially winning the South and, and going further. But if you struggle, you know, in the trenches, like you, like you kind of did last week at times against BYU, um, mm-hmm. then, then you could easily drop two or three, and then you're in, you're in a deep hole that you may never be able to get out of. So this next three game stretch is going to come down to physicality, as it always does in conference football, yep. but especially because of these opponents. Yeah, uh, I, I would really like to see this ASU team start to play with that chip on their shoulder, as low-tone Capone said, mentioning chip training them. Yeah, it was solid. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, one, it'll be good to have them back because um, Rashad White was great tonight, but the change of pace that they add um, with Chip being, you know, this force and Rashad White yeah. being more of the speed guy um, – it's it, it's it it switches up what um what the defense is looking for and when it comes to Jaden Daniels being that third option I mean we saw it tonight uh he was getting wide open on uh these uh the the reads uh, what, what am I what is the why can I think read of options yeah read RPOs. Options. thank you RPOs. sorry my my brain isn't working today <laughs> it's um, late man it's yeah, like eleven o'clock yeah. it's crazy um, but yeah the read options were really working for uh, ASU tonight uh but. For the love of God, Jaden, I love you so much. You you run your little heart out, but please just get down. Slide. I, like we don't we oh. the ASU fans don't need to 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 clench their cheeks every time you run the ball uh, inside of the ten yard line. Just go down uh, in a game like this, especially. Uh, 
he ended up scoring, but I, I just get so scared. He's got that tiny frame. I know he's trying to eat like five meals a day. He's getting bigger, but I know. And everyone says that he's like, it doesn't really show to me. Yeah. I mean, he still yeah. looks, he look, still looks pretty slender. I, I want to say one thing about the RPOs and the uh -huh. running style today in a day and age where it's all about spread them out and, yeah. and throw 40 times or run read options. ASU has officially brought the fullback back. Mm -hmm. Case Hatch is probably one of my oh favorite my players God. to watch. Oh my God. He was so, so awesome. Not so only blocking, but, but he had that, uh, 10 yard, uh, uh reception yeah. out of the backfield. He can move for a big guy, mm -hmm. big 44. Um, yeah, he, 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 he threw a couple really good blocks and especially on those RPOs when he's your lead guy, it's, it, it gives you, it gives Jaden confidence to just kind of go wherever he wants. If, if, if 44 is in front of him, it's essentially um, like a pulling guard, you know, yeah, and he, yeah, but he's exactly. fast, like you said, and yeah. he's not afraid to get physical. I read online, uh, Sun Devil equipment. So the equipment staff mm -hmm. said that case is now, uh, broken two face masks <laughs> on the season. He's now broken two. So that, that's like his football guy as it gets right there. He is he is a huge asset to this team. That's great. Yeah, the, I thought the blocking in general was really good for this team tonight. But on the other side of the ball, I thought Colorado at, at points, they showed flashes of just absolute domination in the trenches. Their offensive line yeah. was they're – having, they're having their way in that third quarter. Um, it was getting a little scary. But um, at fourth time, it's Colorado. So they ended up squealing those chances away. Um the gutsy play call at the end of the second um, uh, paid off in the end. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, and I think that momentum came in the third. Um, we got the Elijah Badger sighting everybody was waiting for. About time. Uh, Love to see it. And, and again, that was provided. The touchdown was provided by great blocking downfield. Mm -hmm. uh, those guards and tackles, they love the run. They love to get upfield. Um, and, and it's something it's something you love to see as a as somebody that wants your best players especially receivers and quarterbacks protected when they're running wide open um and and again the play calling was just awesome tonight i thought on offense yeah i really enjoyed how they opened it up a bit more and, and i remember back to when they first hired zach hill and you see boise state and mm -hmm. automatically your head goes to trick plays and, and wild formations and shifts and i think at times early on in the season they probably weren't going to show all their their hands against you know, SUU and UNLV yeah. didn't really see it a whole lot last week, but it was hard to get into any offensive rhythm because of all the flags. But this week we finally saw, of course, some of those trick plays. And like you said, the, the blocking was great. And those are all schematic sequences. Yeah. So I really enjoyed what I saw from the offense. And, and obviously Hill knows how to call an offense. He's got all the talent you could ask for. Now it's about duplicating that. Now that some of those trick plays are already on film, you gotta, you gotta think of new wrinkles going forward and, I, I agree with you. I was really impressed with the play calling today. Yeah, um, and it's frustrating as a as a viewer sometimes when that third down call is a draw or something. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it was encouraging to see um, uh, them pull some stuff out of the bag. I, I don't want them to dip too deep in the bag. I want to save that for later. But um, uh, the the yeah the reverse and the uh, double pass was great to see. Um, one theme that we have on the show um, that we talk about all the time is the fact that. ASU's receiving core not only is it really young but nobody is uh nobody steps up there's not that one guy that you think of that they've had in the past with like Iukes, Darby's right. Jalen Strong um and I thought Johnny Wilson said floss of that tonight he was he was that guy that when Jaden Daniels needed to convert on a third down or needed uh to get some chunk play um Johnny Wilson was that guy he had one bad drop uh earlier in the game but uh he played pretty much lights out after that yeah, you're still seeing some growing pains from Johnny. It seems like For at sure. least once a game, you're seeing a couple balls that 
he probably felt like he should have caught and, but he's got such a big frame and mm-hmm. that's like the new that's the new uh take a drink every time the broadcasters yeah. announce how big he is because yeah. it happens like four times a game uh-huh. but yeah I, I agree he played really well i really liked lv bunkley shelton as well and i think yeah. similar to a white and a trainum in the backfield as a wide receiving core with those two guys you've got speed and athleticism and then wilson's just a brute force he can also mm-hmm. run as well but i think it's a really nice counter on both sides and and it was good to see both of them with over 70 yards receiving. Um, and, and yeah, David, I agree. I, yeah. I think all Sun Devil fans, you know, dream of that for those for sure. two guys to to grow into that. But you got to remember, they're still young. They're redshirt you know? freshmen. They're both yeah. redshirt freshmen. And, and if you can't four games last year and then you're finally dipping your toes into the waters of conference football this mm-hmm. year, I think they're the kind of guys that once they finally have a breakout game and, you know, over 70 yards receiving uh, for both of them tonight, could potentially be known as a breakout game. The confidence is going to go, go sky high. And, and when you have a quarterback like Jaden Daniels, they could both break out. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them both really uh, settle down, grow confidence, especially Johnny Wilson going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one thing that I was reminded of is uh, Jarek Broussard is a good football player. <laughs> that man has yes. some crazy change of pace. Um, and it's, it's really, it's really cool to see him, um, after all of the injuries, um, kind of still have that explosiveness because it, sometimes it either leaves you or it's mental and, um, uh, they're, they're, they're still, uh, kind of easing him into it, but man, he looked really good. And I, I, I was pretty happy that they didn't use him more tonight. Yeah, no, no, definitely flashes of, of really good things. Mm-hmm. First off, I, before we move on, mm-hmm. we both weren't at the game tonight and, I saw that video, I think Brad Denny tweeted out, I can't remember, of, of the team running out. Mm-hmm. Where were the where were the fans tonight? <laughs> that's 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 it, the gripe though, man. It's uh, it, it, it's so bizarre. It, I, and I, you can't make the excuse that it's hot. I don't think that's no. an excuse in general because it was kind of nice out tonight. Um, but that's that that's just the that, that's that's what it's been like. I mean, it's ASU is one of the most popular schools in the nation, number 2. Mm-hmm. And still they can't fill out these stadiums and i don't know if it's a if it's a, like the loss to byu hurt like if they would have won that game maybe there's more fans but it's but it feels like it's like this for every sport i mean for basketball yeah. there was a lot of support when they you know uh, for the kansas games and like the big games like that but you got to come to play every day in the pac-12 pac-12 after dark it's scary it, it can get scary <laughs> totally can yeah, yeah, I just I had to say that because I, I totally agree with you. There just seems like such a, a short leash, but then it's the same people that that don't show up are mm-hmm. then saying, you know, oh, why why can't why can't we get these big recruits? Why are we yeah. always, you know, mediocre year after it's because you you know it's hard to to grow a program when you don't get the support that you deserve. So I had to say that. I had to get yeah. that out of the way. No, hundred percent. I, I completely agree with you. Uh Sun Devil fans, if you're not at the games, what are you doing? Yeah, come uh, on. Come, come on. This, this this is an exciting team. The team is very fun to watch. And uh when the discipline thing is figured out, which it looks like it's trending in the right direction. Um yeah, <laughs> you got some real wood <laughs> yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. it looks looks like it's trending in the right direction. Fingers crossed. Um the the only thing holding ASU back is ASU. Um, so it it would be interesting to see this team completely let loose against um, a good opponent in UCLA um, and try to not hold themselves back. Uh, but uh, let's go back to the bad because we've been talking about the good. Yeah. Let's go back yeah. to the bad. Um, we touched on it a little bit, um, but the trench battle at the start of the third quarter, um, 
and it's not like sometimes when a team comes out after halftime and they are super fired up and they have like a scripted drive. Yeah. This was not a scripted drive because it was all just runs. It was strictly we can beat them on the in the run game. Let's just pound it. And that's what they did. They had their way and they just essentially walked in. Yeah, and and here we go again. We're about to go over. It's Colorado. <laughs> but yeah. you know, starting a second half, especially that's when good coaches show themselves as good coaches. It's when adjustments are made. And to get punched in the mouth, like you said, eight plays, 75 yards. It was mm-hmm. basically 10 yards. Uh, per play on that drive it took four minutes I think I'm speaking for a lot of ASU fans when I saw that I said oh boy here we Mm, go yeah because because you've seen it so many times before how it looks like there's a game in hand it looked like ASU was going to cruise in that first quarter the rest of the way they were unable to kind of get things going in the second quarter like we've talked about so yeah those are the kind of drives that that you can get away with in a game like this because you know, their offense had struggled so much. You didn't think it was really sustainable to do it drive after drive. But you can't give up a, a an easy tone setter drive like that to a UCLA, to a Utah, yep. to a USC. Like, those are the kind of things that can couple into a, a huge momentum streak where it can really elevate a talented offense um, drive after drive to continue to do that. So it's okay in a game like this. Obviously, it, it's a bit of an eyesore but you got to clean that up for, for next week. Yeah. Uh, and it says something about this team, especially for the young guys, that after that, um, after the defense gave up that that drive, um, they immediately turned around and were like, we got you. We, mm-hmm. we got this. As, as you said, they take that punch in the mouth and they roll it and they, they, they score. But then um, on the next drive, they got lucky on a dropped third down pass uh, yeah. halfway through that third quarter. Um, that could have sparked a, a, a another touchdown drive um, for the Buffs, but thankfully they—I uh, forget—I don't know which receiver it was, but they dropped it uh, coming across the middle, um, and then from there on, it was uh, kind of just we, the, the devil just kind of ran away with it. Um, and the the thing that I love so much to see from not only the defense and the secondary, but guys. Um, that are stepping up for injured players like Chase Lucas. Um, Jack Jones was CB1 tonight. I mentioned him earlier. He had that huge hit on uh, Fontenet. Just absolutely leveled him, completely depleted him. And that's the type of stuff that this ASU team needs to get going sometimes because, again, they're a young team, um, which is weird to say because it feels like these players have been here forever. I mean, (laughs) uh, Merlin Robertson feels like he's in his 19th year. uh, And 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 they have almost everybody back, but they do need this kind of spark to get going. I don't know if it's something with the the mentality that Herm has or just like a, a team that gets off to slow starts because that's what this Devils team is sometimes. Um, so it's good to have big plays like that that not only fire team uh, fire you up as a team, but also help you in the long run. No doubt about that. And, you know, it's it's one of those things. I, I also just wanted to talk on this briefly. We're, we're talking about defense, you know, mm-hmm. being a little shaky in the third quarter. But overall, they played pretty well tonight. We're talking about the offense. The play calling has improved. We're forgetting about the third facet and special teams. That's where they're struggling. I mean, in terms of, of penalties, I felt so bad for DJ Taylor tonight. He ran like 300 yards and every single good return he had was being called back. Yeah, and, and he's so talented. It was the punt so return. Talented. After punt return, after punt return, and he was breaking them loose, and then there was either a block in the back or, you know, whatever would bring it back. That's 
I mean, I sound like a coach, but those are those are the kind of plays as well that can just crush your momentum for and, sure. You know, so there, obviously there's things to clean up, but uh, you, you want to help out one of the most explosive guys in the Pac-12, which is DJ Taylor. Mm-hmm. And uh, they definitely didn't do him any favors tonight in terms of, uh, you know, uh, receiving punts and and having good returns called back. Yeah, every it seems like every time he he touches the ball, he's he gets shot out of a cannon. He, oh, yeah. he always has that running start, and that that scares me a little bit. Um, <laughs> but he, but he he has that sense of where he is on the field, um, how much space he's going to be able to create and get through. Um, and he's just, I mean, he's so fired up, man. I, even when he knows the 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 play is getting called back, he's you can see him just screaming like he's awesome. It's college football, man. It, it, at the end of the day, it's college football, and that's that's what gets. That's what gets that gets you wins. Is, yeah. is plays like that, players like that. Um, emotions are high in these games, and that's why I'm super thankful that the taunting rule hasn't come to the NCAA oh. yet. That is the most painful thing ever. Um, the 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 targeting. There was only one tonight, so <laughs> the, those are so hard to avoid, though. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, there's nothing you can really do about it. Uh, that was a pretty obvious one. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, but like that—that that one was that it, one was. It was targeting obvious. through and through. It was targeting through and through. But uh, at the same time, it's it's the rule, and I understand the rule. I support the rule. Uh, you have to protect the players. It's just it's it's so hard to, especially be be being in a situation like that when you're just trying to get to the quarterback, and unfortunately your head tips or whatever. But it's it's just hard. It's really hard. It's so hard, and I feel like they've they've leveled it off. A little bit this year. They're not making the player leave the field, which was insane. Now I think that next step is having a tier system. You know, is it warranted of an ejection yeah. or should it just be a 15-yard penalty? And then if you get two, you're gone. Um, should it just be like a personal foul the first time? If if it's a serious targeting, like tonight's probably would have fit under that. And of yeah. course, you know, we can all we all watch enough football to know what warrants is like an obvious targeting call. But sometimes it's like one of those plays where you know, uh, the head's lowered and, and the receiver has to come down and catch the ball and, it, and it's targeting, but it obviously wasn't intentional. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it's one of those deals that it's so frustrating to watch as a fan and it, and it totally can impact the entire game there on out. Or if it happens in the second half, it impacts next week's game. So yeah. it's, it's so frustrating. One thing that we um, that you can't really question about this ASU team is their will and heart because it, obviously it's not like these players want to uh, commit penalties. It's not like they yeah. want to march back all the time, but this hasn't been a team, even when it got super bad in the BYU game, this has never been a team to put their head down. And I think that speaks a lot of Herm and the coaching staff. Um, LV Bunkley Sheldon was the one that called that fair catch within the five, right? That wasn't DJ yeah. Taylor at that time. And no. then immediately, instead of like being like, he, he was pissed at himself at, at first, of course, but uh on that third down that same uh drive he had a huge catch for like 30 yards mm-hmm. and it just speaks volumes especially again these young guys man it's it's so impressive to see and the you know the we, the decommits coming uh, that are probably yeah. coming soon because of everything it, you're in good hands um as a sun devil fan right now with uh, a young core like this an explosive and fun young core like uh bunkley shelton um wilson yep. and the running back core it's it, it, it's exciting I think a big reason for that is because like they have that confidence. Like mm-hmm. you think of USC, not now, but in the yeah, past, like they just sure. had that swagger. Yeah. I'm not comparing ASC to USC because yeah. when you start winning games for that, but <laughs> yeah. the, the players, like they have that belief, like we're just better than you. Yeah. Like 
we don't care about one penalty. We don't care about one mistake. We're we're more talented than you. Yeah. And and I don't think that's something that could be said in terms of that swagger. I don't think ASU's really had that a lot in the past. Mm-hmm. This team definitely has it, and it's a lot of fun to watch, like you said, because no matter what happens, it can also be frustrating at times as well. But it's a double edged sword of sorts. But they they just flat out believe they're more talented than their opponent, and most of the time, so far at least, they've been correct. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think that this ASU team was far more talented than BYU, and I think they yeah. believed that, and that was not the issue. Obviously, it was them hurting themselves, but we don't have to touch on that because I touched on that a lot last week, and uh, we're talking wins, so let's be happy. But before we do that, I just want to remind people that right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, you could have bet a dollar on tonight's game, and you would have gotten $150 in free bets if, you, if you're a new member. Um, use that promo code PHNX. Um, you get $150 in your free bets just placing $1 on any football game. Um, they have these really fun same-game parlays. Are you, are you a gambler, Braden? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one of my favorite things, especially on DraftKings, is uh, uh, live betting games, but also uh, hitting those player props during the game or um, the same-game parlays before the game because not only is the app super fast, but – it's super easy to like use. And once you realize the jargon of sports betting and what everything means, it's super easy to understand where you want to degenerately spend your money. Um, and that's why I love DraftKings because they make it easy for me to be a piece of shit sometimes. Um, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code PHNX, get your $150 in free bets. Um, uh, when you place one or more dollar on any football game, that's promo code PHNX. Um, 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem call 1-800 next step new customers only minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage require required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details that's how you know I'm uh, kind of out of it right now because I usually murder that disclaimer I'm, I'm that's like my strong suit in the, in the company right now I think um, another thing if you go over to gophnx.com you can read some really good stuff that Brit's putting out an article the uh, normally who I'd be joined by Brittany Boyer she, she's putting out an article uh, she already put it out uh, the first part of her series of why ASU will always be a sleeping giant and she talked to Juan Roque um, and got some really good stuff out of him um, and it's some really interesting stuff so um, if you're interested in content like that or anything else um, kind of in that same vein I'm, we're gonna start doing some video content. Um, there's some really cool t-shirts if you go to phnxlocker.com um, you can get a first month subscription for 50 cents um, or you can get an annual subscription for 60 bucks and you get a free t-shirt um, there's an ASU shirt coming soon it is really sick um, i wish i could tell you what it says but um, i'll let uh, you guys see for yourself uh, when we tweet it out but yeah head over to gophnx.com and uh, support us uh, because we love uh, all the support we've been getting and um, the family that is kind of being built around this culture that is PHNX. Uh, so yeah, go over to that website and uh, and also subscribe and hit that hit that like button, baby. Hit that like button. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And and I had to bring um, this right. up real quick. Brittany Brittany keeps uh, the article about sleeping giants. PHNX is not going to be sleeping. It's just going to be a giant. There's no sleeping going to be involved. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, well, had to throw um, that in there. I'll I'll be sleeping. Um, pretty soon here um, before we wrap up because i had a very long weekend did you do anything fun this weekend oh i did too many fun things yeah. i did too many fun here's the thing it, it's 11 17 here imagine mm-hmm. being a, a sun devil fan on the east coast and i know Dude. a few like, we yeah. were complaining it's it's yeah. 2 15 in the morning on the east coast how yeah, do they I, do it I, I i i wouldn't be able to i know people that are uh, fans of nba teams that live in like europe and i'm just like dude oh. i 
I can't, I can't, I, 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 lo I love the Suns, but man, if I, if I had to wake up at 3am to watch a game, I don't know if I could do that to myself. Ruined your whole day. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, um, yeah, it, it's, it's brutal. Um, yeah, I had a, I, I had a pretty good night last night. I went out with some of the DNVR folks, um, that were down here for the CU game. Um, we came up with, uh, the nickname Spready Bridgewater because he's a 30 and 11. <laughs> against the spread so that was that was a good thing good things Ooh. always come out of uh yeah yeah I like if, that. You ever, if you want to sprinkle on that All drafting right. sportsbook app again with teddy bridgewater um he he, he spready bridgewater he's he's really good against the spread um and and as we know good quarterbacks win great quarterbacks cover cover always yep. um yep. well let's let's get into some um more asu stuff um upcoming schedule um let's talk briefly about ucla we touched on it a little bit um what are you expecting to see from the get-go with this team um going into uh ucla um uh, we had our they had their first true road test um and clearly it bothered them uh and clearly the young guys were shaken up lots of false starts lots of just dumb things uh I'm glad that there were no um, uh, running the wrong way uh, plays today because uh, there was a lot of uh, miscommunication um, in the first couple weeks. Uh, finally, week four looks like a week four and week yeah. three looked like a week one. Um, so what are you expecting from them um, in, on Saturday and what do you hope to see on Saturday? Well, obviously, I think the first thing is, is not beating yourselves. And I think every, you know, ASU fan would say that. But I, I do want to go ahead and say that this isn't going to be nearly as hard of a, of a uh, atmosphere as, as Provo, Utah was. That was a sold out mm. crowd. There was like 60,000 people there. It'll probably be a pretty sleepy night. I know UCLA's ranked, but yeah. they had trouble selling out the LSU game. And, and yeah. you know how the Rose Bowl's made, and, and it's not always the loudest stadium. So I think that'll first off benefit the Devils. But um, I, I, I think it's going to come down to trying to limit the run and, and limit big plays as well. And I know you could say that about every single game, but with Charbonnet, the Michigan transfer running back, who's been great for them so far. Yeah. And then Dorian Thompson Robinson, of course, he's basically course, like a Jaden yeah. Daniels in terms of yeah. running as well. It's going to come down to, to limiting big plays, not beating yourselves, and then trying to, to uh, hammer down the run a little bit on defense. And then for offense, I think it's what we touched on earlier. Can one of those young receivers break out? I, I think that the, the running game will be able to have some success against UCLA and and hopefully uh, train them. I love that spread zero. That's, yeah, that's really exactly good. Right. Being free uh, soda as well. That was, but I, I think it's going to come down to, to can one of those young receivers, whether it's Johnny Wilson or LV Bunkley Shelton or whoever it is. Uh, Andre Johnson shown some flashes so far this year, whoever it is, one of those receivers needs to, to kind of have a big night. So then you don't just have to rely on running the ball with Jaden and, and the uh, two or three running backs, hopefully chips back. But um, yeah. that's the key offensively. I think it's going to be a really good game, really entertaining as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just wanted to address this comment. Andrew said they had seven penalties, clean game, question mark. We're not saying it was a clean game. We're saying it was cleaner. <laughs> no. um, we mentioned this at the start of the show. Uh, it, we said it was better uh, than last week, uh, but seven, definitely. It's not seven for 90 yards, I believe. Um but we're trending in the right direction um, in terms of penalties. We knocked on wood. We kept our fingers crossed. Andrew, trust me, we're, we are so far from happy uh, watching a, a, a still borderline undisciplined ASU, uh, ASU team. Um, but it's again, all about young. perspective. 
It's all about yeah, perspective. It's just exactly. like how Arizona fans would be like, well, tonight we only lost 41 to 19. That's a good game. Whereas <laughs> if you were a fan of a real college football team, you probably still would be very happy. It's all about perspective, folks. That's all it is. Um, our, uh, our GM, Saul Bookman, he's a U of A grad. He, uh, oh, yeah. his bet this week, his DraftKings pick of the week this week was um, U of A to cover that plus 17 and a half at halftime. Um, and he was like, wow. fuck yeah, hell yeah. Like sent it in the chat. And then he was like, wait, why did it tell me I lost? And he bet on the money line. He's like, what's the difference? I'm like, oh no. So, oh no. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, oh, those uh, odds would have been incredible. I'm sure. They were, plus 950. Um, so yeah, we, I'll, I'll get them in the lab. Well, we're getting some betting one-on-one content out here soon. Um, I compared it to teaching a child how to smoke a cigarette. I don't know if it's the best thing to, <laughs> to teach people how to gamble, but, um, if you're interested in it, there'll be some content coming out on that. Um, closing thoughts, wrapping up, um, put the game in a whole or for the game as a whole, um, wrap it all up. I genuinely, um, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm over the moon. I'm not going to say I'm super ecstatic about, um, this team, how they played. Um, one thing I didn't mention is Jaden still is missing throws that he shouldn't. Um, and that concerns me a little bit because, I, I like how he's staying in the pocket a little more. Um, the line is holding up for the most part, but there are still some throws that he needs to be able to make, but there are also throws that he ha- has been lasering in there. There's a, there a couple. There's one to Bunkley Sheldon that Bunkley Sheldon made a great catch on. Um, the one to uh, Johnny Wilson up the seam um, yeah. was beautiful. But at, if you want to be an elite-level Pac-12 quarterback, if you want to be an elite quarterback in – the NCAA, like people have been saying he is for years, and he definitely has a talent to be that. You have to make these throws. Um, and and I'm not sure if it's because he's he he he's I don't think he's in his head, but I think he to some extent prides himself so much on being a quarterback that doesn't throw interceptions, and especially right. from going from three in his entire career to six in two games, um, changes a lot. Um, so it might be a little mental, um, but that that's that's one of the concerning things that I didn't didn't we lost you hello there you go you're back right. I, yeah I was definitely more impressed with this ASU team um thank god uh if if I were on the show right now um saying I wasn't impressed and we were talking about an ASU loss uh, the show would have been wrapped up uh 20 minutes ago um there, give me a letter grade yeah um what what's a letter grade for the night B between B and B plus. So like a B That's what slash. I have it at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely still some things to work out. Um, but as, as we've said, the talent is there. Um, and, 100%. Uh, and, and, and it's just about executing at this point. So yeah, B yeah. to B plus. I, I think, you know, there were obviously still some big errors and, and we've addressed those, but tonight we saw the most flashes, if you will, that we've mm-hmm. seen so far out of this team. Now it's about putting it together for, of course, there's not going to ever be a perfect game. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. But now it's about, and it's going to have to round into form against UCLA by far. I think their biggest challenge, even more so than BYU, in terms of talent level teams that are executing, I think UCLA will be the biggest challenge yet. So now you have to kind of put the good things you did tonight and try to you know, make that a more common occurrence going into next week. And, and it's, you know, it's one of those games that, the the momentum of the season kind of fell off and sure yeah fans didn't show up tonight if you beat ucla hey you're, you're now 2-0 and in pac-12 play and and everyone needs to jump back on the bandwagon so it's, it's a yeah. big one it's it's gonna be huge um 
And I think the I think one of the biggest things uh, besides penalties and just overall discipline. Um, so th- one thing, no turnovers. Um, yeah. So th- that's huge. Uh, I I thought um, who was I think Johnny Wilson maybe or was it Hodges? One of them fumbled. And they didn't mention it on the broadcast. And uh, one of them oh, went yeah. down uh, when they got tackled. And then all of a sudden Bunkley Sheldon came up with the ball and they didn't notice it. I'm like, well. <laughs> it was terrifying. I was really scared for a second, but we're holding on. They're holding on the ball. Um, but my biggest thing that I want to see um, from this team going into UCLA is the play calling staying the same. Um, mm-hmm. Switch it up. Get Jaden out of the pocket on these read options. Um, I, I, we said we wanted to find that guy in this receiving core, but sprinkling around is great for oh yeah uh, a first and ten. Um, but when it comes to that third and 17, I want a guy like Johnny Wilson being that guy. But the uh, – oh, that Rashad White wheel route call was beautiful. Um, but he he heard some footsteps and dropped it. But that was a beautiful play call. I loved that. Um, that was the only mark on Rashad White that I didn't like tonight. So that's saying something. And I almost – especially now that it was a 35-13 to 13 win, I'm almost glad he didn't catch that because he would have gotten blown up. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. that would have sacrificed him for next week, I don't know if yeah. it would have been worth it. But, yeah. yeah, that was a great play design. And I think if Jaden would have led him a little further, he probably just would have walked into the end zone. But um, also, gold uniforms. Fan? No? So we talked about this on our Friday show. We do this thing called Trash or Treasure. Um, yeah. Everybody, it was a consensus treasure. We had them in studio, um, and they looked great in person. And the only thing that was throwing me off was the double, uh, the two different shades of gold, you know, the, like the yellow on the actual yeah. jersey and then the accent on the side. Um, and I was like, okay, that's throwing me off a little bit in person, but just like the pearlescent helmets, they're probably going to look really good under the lights. I didn't think they looked great under the lights. I think they're kind of okay. Um, not bad, not good. Yeah, I, I think the... We're getting off on a tangent here. The uniform combos this year. (laughs) Okay. The uniform combos this year have been awesome. I've loved all of them. I think this might be my least favorite so far. Yeah. Which is not saying it was bad because I still thought they looked good. But the the uniforms this year all around, those helmets they wore against UNLV were Mm -hmm. unbelievable. I can't wait to see those again. We had one of the... uh lead groundskeepers on our show like a week ago and he told me something that i didn't know they did they consult with the equipment people um to see what jerseys they're going to be wearing and they plan a field thing um or like a field pattern for the for the games um so tonight they did they had that uh the you know the arizona state State flag flag. yeah Yeah. um so that was sweet i didn't know they did that i thought that was really cool um one jersey combo that i didn't like um, which usually I love Oregon tonight. I thought they're, they're the the black and green. It didn't work for me. The pants and uh, jersey combo was, and usually they're great at that. I just didn't like it. Too bold, I think. Like, well, yeah, like the jerseys were like too out there because there was no yeah. black, so it was just yeah. like green, yellow, and then like okay, we'll be chill on the helmet and the pants. Yeah. I agree. And they they played like they didn't really like what they were wearing either for the first three quarters of that game. Yeah, which was... I definitely I definitely think they were looking ahead, looking past. Yeah. Uh, uh, U of A team that lost to a um, a pretty awesome NAU football program. <laughs> and then Lumberjacks lost tonight, by the way. That needs to be addressed. How oh, NAU? We need to address that. Yeah, I, let's let's look it up. I can't remember who they lost to, but the fact that they lost after taking care of Arizona was is also pretty hilarious. Let's see here. Pull this up. Lumberjack football. Northern Colorado <laughs> in overtime, oh, seventeen to f- ten. 
the fabled Northern Colorado. They're going to be talking about that game for years. Oh, um, yeah. They just beat the team who <laughs> took down a Pac-12 squad. <laughs> Great. Uh, um, so. All right. Anything else to add, Braden, before we hop on out of here and get our silly little heads to rest? Yeah. First off, let's get some sleep. But no, I mean, <laughs> so first off, when they play Stanford at home, hopefully it's after a win next week. I know it's a Friday night. I know there's high school football. I know all of your excuses all of you used before. I've, I've heard them before. Come support that team. Come on. If you want ASU to be competitive, you have to go out there and support the team. Um, yeah, but, but as far as next week's goes, like that's a that's a season-defining game, I think, either way. Truly is. Yeah, they. I mean, the, the players obviously have mentioned how much they feed off of the crowd, especially the, the redshirt kids or the, the freshmen or sophomores this year that didn't get a crowd last year. Um, it, it helps them a lot. So in, in big games, if they don't have the backing of a, of an entire stadium, um, it, it might disappoint them a little bit. And we don't want to disappoint our, our nice little college guys running around playing football. We love those guys. Um, so yeah, go out and support. Um, please, please be loud. Uh, we're going to need, they're, they're going to need it. Um, and, and with this PAC 12 schedule coming up, uh, it's going to get rough. Um, but I, I'm excited and I definitely liked what I saw tonight. Um, so we will be back, I believe, on Monday. I'm back in the studio tomorrow at 9 a.m. for our football show. Um, so a nice, nice turnaround. Um, so Oof. it's going to be on the PHNX YouTube channel and the PHNX Twitter. So make sure to uh, follow, turn that notification bell on, like, subscribe, and uh, come see us next time. Um, Braden, fantastic stuff as always. I appreciate you joining me on late notice. Um, uh, I feel like we 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 have a nice connection. Um, uh, yeah, man. After a Pac-12 after dark game, you know, I feel something, feel something a little special here. Yeah, there there's some sparks flying. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to make of it. It's a lot. <laughs> no, um, but thanks for having me, man. It was fun. Yeah, of course, of course. All right, guys, uh, follow, like, subscribe. PHNX underscore sports um, and PHNX underscore Sun Devils. Um, and yeah, uh, catch you next time. Peace.